0: Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, Tov, everybody, let's continue with the laws of Elashon Hara. We are on Klal, Dalid Halakha, Yud Bet. This is the last halakha of the Klal. <clears throat> so he writes the following. Let's say someone speaks Lashon So Reuven speaks about Shimon. And he wants to do Teshuvah. His method of Teshuvah is dependent on the following. If the listeners were doche, what Reuven said. I mean they didn't pay attention. And therefore Shimon was not disgraced in his eyes. The only thing that Reuven has is a sin of Lashon Hara between him and the Kadosh uh, Barahu. And because, again, he was just, he, tra- he transgressed the will of Hashem who, who taught us, commanded us not to speak Lashon Hara. As we spoke about in the introduction. Therefore, Tikkuno, his rectification, al he has to regret what he did in the past, and confess And he has to uh, uh, accept upon that he's not going to do this again in the future. And the truth is, this is the same with any Averah, is no different. Let's say Shimon, who was the, uh, I guess, the victim of the lashonara he was disgraced in the in the eyes of the listeners. And through this, he suffered harm, whether uh, physically or financially. caused Shimon emotional distress. Then this sin becomes an that between man and his friend, <speaking in Hebrew> that Yom Kippur or the day of death does not atone unless a person appeases his friend. <speaking in Hebrew> Therefore, Reuven has to ask forgiveness from Shimon as a result of the distress he caused. <speaking in Hebrew> Once Shimon has appeased and granted. Forgiveness. Then the only thing that's left is his sin between himself and Hashem that he transgressed a the Torah, and then you have to do what you did before: Yom Kippur, uh, confess, and say you're not going to do, do it again. <clears throat> now, um, let's say Reuben did said lashon, but and, and it caused distress to Shimon in the eyes of the listeners, meaning they must have accepted it and thought of Shimon differently. But Shimon is unaware of it. So, Even if Shimon is completely unaware of the Lashon spoken about him. If Reuven wants to do full teshuva and gain atonement, he is required to inform Shimon that he spoke Lashon about him now I did circle a note over here because I saw something as uh, fascinating and I'm going to read the note over here. Uh, he said the Magen Abraham writes that although someone who offended his fellow must specify his sin when asking forgiveness, if doing so will aggrieve that person he should not specify the sin. instead he should tell the person in general terms that he sinned against him and is asking forgiveness so you don't have to go and tell him exactly what you did wrong. And Ram says, I, I did an avera. it had to do with you, in general sense, and, and that's enough. This apparently, apparently contradicts the Hafez Chaim's ruling here, that one who slanders another person must notify the victim in order to ask for forgiveness, even when the victim is unaware that he was slandered, and informing him will thus cause harm and distress. So, the, what, it's the second part of this note that I, th- I thought very, found very enlightening. It is known that Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, Zechat al did not agree with the opinion of the Hafez Chaim here. He held that it is forbidden to cause pain to another person, even when necessary for the sake of obtaining forgiveness. The speaker of the Rasonara must forego forgiveness rather than cause his victim pain by informing him about how he once disparaged him. In fact, when the chafetz Chaim approached Rav Salanter to write an approbation for this sefer, Rav Salanter declined because he disagreed with this ruling that permits one to aggrieve another person to attain forgiveness. Havetz Chaim cited Rabbi Yonah as a source of his view, but this did not persuade uh, Rab Salanter to change his mind. I thought that was a very uh, interesting thing. Anyways, the Hafez Chaim says that you have to actually go and they tell him that this I spoke this about you, and tell him, and it's going to cause him harm, cause him emotional distress. Salanter said, absolutely not. That's not. We don't do that. So two different ways of uh, of looking at this. <laughs> Which which you which you follow? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> don't don't start and begin with. Yes. Right, listen, if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, to go, maybe the, what the Magin Abraham says, maybe it's the middle road. Maybe you go up to him and you say, "Listen, I did something that was not so nice to you." And I don't want to get into details. At least he knows that, and I want to ask forgiveness. In this way, it you might not cause too much distress. You know, if the work, has other... Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, happened to the mechila like, not done with intention. Also in the people said Mehilah Mehila. not that's not if, not if it's not authentic and genuine, then it's then it's mm-hmm. no it's no. If if he, he can be granted f- if can be granted without specifying the exact sin that he said, is that that's you know as long, So according to Maginibar, 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 as, long, as according to Magin avram as long as he, as long as the recipient or the victim knows that something was done against him and he's willing to forgive, then it seems to be fine. Yeah, that's what Rav Salantus said. Rav Salanter says, you can't even bring it up. It seems even... Like, if it's going to cause any form of distress, so it's say, Asur. Remember, remember Rav Yisrael Salanter, for those that don't know, the founder of the Musar, the Musar movement was very, very big into Ben al Haverot. Not, not that the Chafetz Chaim was not, okay? But Rav Yisrael Salanter really, really cared about the emotions of, of the people and, and, and the way we treat people. And uh, and if, if for you to go, try to attain a mitzvah, okay, at the expense of someone's feelings... Okay, because tishuba is a mitzvah, but as his says some feelings, he was not a fan of it. To the point that he wouldn't even give Haskamah to the chafetz chaim. It's crazy wow. to think about it. That that's uh, that's, that's where it is. Anyways. Um, but the Chavetz Chaim continues, Reu- has to tell him how he unlawfully wronged him, and he must request forgiveness from Shimon for the harm that he caused, because Reuven knows that he caused Shimon harm by speaking. There's a scenario here at the bottom that's brought down in the book. Uh, scenario H, you are one of the only people your former neighbor keeps in touch with. She calls and asks about rumors that a certain couple is having marital troubles, and you give her the details, which reflect poorly on the wife. After you hang up, you regret speaking. The best way to remedy the situation at this point is to call the listener back and tell her that your information was not accurate and shouldn't be repeated. In this situation, stopping the information is better Shuba than asking forgiveness from the person about whom the lason hara was spoken. All right? Okay, and his last, uh, his last paragraph here, he says, From this halakha, we can understand, Kama yesh lo lizaher, gero'a hazot. how important it is for a person to guard oneself from this evil trait of speaking. Lashon Ki mi utba, Somebody who is drowning in this sin, or he's accustomed to this, God forbid. Kimat it's virtually impossible for him to do Teshuvah. He's certainly not going to remember all of the people that he aggrieved as a result of his Lashonara. Okay? Even if a person remembers all the people who the victims that he spoke last night, they're probably going to be unaware of, uh, of the matter that they were, that, that, uh, that they, or, or that they were harmed through the words. The speaker is going to be embarrassed to even bring it up, uh, to ask for forgiveness because, okay, the guy doesn't know anyway, so why should I bring it up? Worse yet, sometimes a person speaks about someone's family flaw. Um, you know, uh, like, uh, oh, this family, they, they get angry a lot. This family, oh, they're all cheap. Whatever it is. And now you're damaging future generations. And that can never attain aton- atonement. As the Chachamim say in the Gemara Yerushalmi, kapara olamit a person who speaks of a family flaw can never attain kapara for eternity. Therefore, since it's so difficult, we have to distance ourselves from this uh, terrible trait, so that it should not turn out to be something that's irreparable. Like the Pasuk says in Kohelet, a twisted thing cannot be repaired. Once you've twisted, once you've spoken, that's it. The, the, the words are gone. People are hearing about it and you can't get them back and therefore you can never make them straight again. Hashem. Uh, next time we'll continue with the uh, with Klal He.